everything's a lie. Uh, Are we been reading shit on the internet? Turns out everything we know is a lie. Well, if you read it on the internet, doesn't that mean doesn't that mean that that's a lie? Fuck. So if you read it on the internet that everything is a lie, then the, the, how do you know that that's the truth? Shit, this is like uh, in Labyrinth when Jennifer Connelly is trying to decide which door to take. And she has to figure out that goddamn logic puzzle, and then she falls into the pit of helping hands, which are all creepy and spooky. Yeah, and they're like groping her. Yeah, and then also David Bowie's uh, David Bowie's crotch is just everywhere in that movie. That, that was the movie. I mean, pretty much. It had its own credit. It, like, was, it was. It was. It was credited in the credits. It was literally eighty-eight minutes of David Bowie's junk, mm-hmm. full on taking up the entire frame. You know, I like to think of myself as a smart man. But I don't understand the logic puzzle in that to get through that door, where, with the in the labyrinth where she's like, where where the the, the knockers are riddling her about one of us tells a lie, yeah. one of us. T- yeah, I, I'm, I'm not smart enough apparently. Well, you ask one of them if the other person would tell you this is the right door. So then that person, if he tell if he's the one that tells the truth, would say the correct answer. Shit, I'm trying to think about this now too, and it's way too late. One of us always tells the truth, and one of us always tells the lie. Yeah, so you asked one of them if the other person would say that this is the right door, and then depending on the answer, you can, like, figure it out. No, you can't, because that doesn't... Okay, okay. wait. Do I need to draw a diagram. Okay. Okay. All right. Shit. So, say there's door A... Okay, no, Goblin is the, to- is the, is the top knocker, and Groot is the, do- okay. the bottom knocker. All right, so we have two doors behind... The Pathfinder, Goblin Bank, and Dancing Groot, which I want to press this button so bad I'm going to do it right now. Oh, shit, I turned it off. Oh, thank God. <sighs> you were saved, podcast. Um, so if we ask Goblin, would Groot say that this is the right door? And Goblin says yes. <clears throat> if Goblin was telling the truth, um, then we'd know that this one's lying. So, but if Goblin was lying, that would mean, um... Groot. Shit, Groot was telling... You know what, I don't get it either. I, okay. I think we just fell into the pit of helping hands. So you probably Googled... You pro- Well, you probably logicked it together just to try to make it make sense. No, that's what her head. logic was. Because she asked if the other... Why the fuck? She asked if the other would tell the, to say if it was the right door. Yeah. She opened the door and then fell into the hands that groped her. Yeah. So was that door telling really the truth? Really creepy. So I, the door was telling a lot. Well, it was certain death. Right. But it wasn't certain death. Yeah. So it was telling the truth. I. She picked. She she chose wisely, as the mm-hmm. Grail Knight would say. Yeah. Okay. But so so she asked Goblin if Groot would say that that uh, door led to certain death, <laughs> and he said oh. yes. So Groot. Right. Yeah, so she went into the, uh, Groot's door because the, her logic was is that if he if the goblin was telling the truth, then Groot would be lying about the door behind it. Right. But if goblin was lying. If goblin was lying, then uh he'd be lying about what Groot told her. Fuck. It still doesn't make sense. It to does me. okay. It, I don't know. Someone smarter than us that's listening to this podcast? Go to Facebook, look up Airport Road Productions. Yeah. Join in on the group and then try to explain it to us. 
And if you can properly explain it to us with a proper diagram or point us to a web or, or point us to the right in the right direction how to solve the door puzzle in the labyrinth movie, then we will be eternally grateful and maybe send you something. Full disclosure, I may have medicated before I came here. Maybe. Might maybe. have. Might have. Might have. Maybe. I mean, you have, you have the flu. Allegedly. Yeah. You have the ba- the bad time flu. You wanted to medicate to have the good time. I mean, yeah. Thing. I don't have the bad time flu, but I do have a cold that has lingered for about a month now. Mm. It, it, it's not like, so like I was saying in the last podcast, it's still stopped up. And it's only the goddamn left one. Well, it's because it's wintertime. Has it been wintertime? This feels more like spring. Yeah, it does. I mean, it has been wintertime because a lot of people got fucked up by some serious, like, snow in the other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. But uh, here, it's been consistently, like, between 40 and 70. It was 76 two days ago. Yeah. And yesterday, it was, like, 30. Yeah. And then today, it was, like, 60. Yeah. 60 to 50, yeah. Yeah, it was like 54 degrees when I went outside at work to smoke. And I'm like, it's fucking... It's all, it's past Christmas. It, it's past Christmas. Everything that we know is wrong. Global warming. Um, the internet told me that. But if everything you know is wrong, then that's wrong. So some of what you know is right. Which door are we going in again? We're going to go ask... We're going to ask the goblin of Groot says that if the internet... If... if Goblin, if Groot, would Groot tell me that everything is... Is a lie. These visual aids didn't help us at all, and, and nobody knows what the goblin and the Groot are. They don't even right talk, now. so they can't give us the right answer. We're referring to there's a goblin toy bank. It's a goblin holding a D twenty, sitting next to a dancing Groot that looks like a black it, gen, black man's genitalia. It seriously, looks like it was like something you'd buy in an adult store. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like it's like shocker ready. You, you, know? you hit the button and it swings around. I mean. Uh, like a sex toy would. I pretty much know what I'm doing when I go home tonight. You're gonna... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You gonna... lube up and, you know, play some Jackson 5. <laughs> it's gonna be all muffled, like... Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just hear a really horrified... I am oh. oh, Jesus. Airport Road, the podcast. Welcome to Airport Road, the podcast. Okay. This is Forbidden our live... Island. Forbidden Island. Okay, so good. Good okay. deal. Well, right. Right. that knocks that out. We'll talk awesome. about that in a little while. So, we're resolving uh, Christmas, uh, late Christmas present uh, decisions. Yeah. So, yeah. But, oh, oh, you said you had a cold. I was fighting off a sore throat for a month. Yeah. Because I got strep, and then I got antibiotics, and then after, like, four days of taking antibiotics, it went away. Like, the pain went away, so I forgot to keep taking them. So, it came back the next week. So I went back to the doctor and got more antibiotics, and then that got knocked out after a week, and so I was fine. But then I caught a regular sore throat cold from Rob that wasn't like a vi- like wasn't yeah. like a viral one, and then I had that for like a week and a half. So like for three and a half weeks, I had a sore throat and just was a miserable fucking person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is our this is our plague podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, which which is which is nice because every time I look in the Google Hangouts, you and Walt and Stephen are talking about that pandec- pandemic board game. Yeah, yeah, which is a fun game. Yeah, I ended up uh, buying it for myself because Target had it on sale for like twenty six, yep. and I uh, got that in the first expansion. So that's going to be delivered tomorrow, actually. Very nice. Yeah, we've all been <laughs> uh, getting into a board game kick. I don't think we've had an opportunity to talk about it, but uh, which uh, I'd, I'd like to talk about that a little bit right now. Yeah. Uh, 
which I'm sure Stephen and Walt would like to join in because I'd like to do an episode solely about board games. Mm-hmm. But what are some of your favorite board games now and through your childhood? When we were kid. Oh, okay. Because um, I'm pretty sure we can do an entire episode on just board games. Oh yeah, I'm sure we could. Um, I mean, back <laughs> in the day when I was a kid, um, my favorite was probably Clue and Trivia Pursuit. I didn't actually play Clue until about maybe eight years ago. Really? Yeah, I never had it as a kid. So, like, I first played it with I think you and Richie probably. I did. I haven't played with Richie. I uh, played it with, with Dude and Richie. I think. You know, but, I have uh, like. I don't think I don't know if it was last Christmas or the Christmas f- before, but I got a Dungeons and Dragons themed clue game, and I should bring it over some night when we're uh, hanging out uh, or podcasting and playing <laughs> oh, with you and Rich. God, we should do that on dispatches. Yeah. But instead of playing Dungeons and Dragons, oh, you two play it in your in, as your characters. Oh God, that would be uh, that would be the worst <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that would be just so terrible. No, no, we should sit down and actually play that. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I like how certain board games have like every every. Intellectual property tie-in that you can imagine has yeah. some sort of like bo- video or board game tie-in. Yeah, like how many versions of Monopoly are oh, there? Jesus, there's a company that apparently <laughs> it's called like USAopoly, mm-hmm. and they exist solely to make those licensed versions of Monopoly. Oh yeah, like I mean, X Men Monopoly, Pokemon Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, like Harry NASCAR Potter. Monopoly, like the various state monopolies and shit like that. Transformers yeah. Monopoly. Yeah, uh, they they essentially they make <laughs> all of those. Uh, like they acquire what? They just acquire the license from whatever property, and then be like, "We're gonna make fucking." Yeah, uh, they they work. I guess My Little like, Pony Monopoly. They've got a deal with Parker Brothers. I think is who owns the normal Monopoly. Sounds right. And they essentially license the game from it. Which, to be perfectly honest, I think that the game mechanics should probably fall under public domain at this point. But you know. Uh, they just make the deals, and uh, yeah, uh, that's why we have 9,000 Monopolies. How many mon- I'm trying to think. In this household, I have three Monopolies. I have X-Men Monopoly, Pokemon, like, original 151 mm-hmm. Pokemon Monopoly, and I have Transformers Monopoly. Nice. I don't have any... I don't have Monopoly Monopoly. Now, how often have you played those? <laughs> I've never... I Okay. I haven't played those board games in at least 15 years. <laughs> yeah, I the, I can't remember the last time I've actually um, played a game of Monopoly. I like I, and the thing is, is like we were talking about this, uh, Walt and, and Stephen and I, I think on the Google Hangouts, how like the everyone plays Monopoly wrong. What do you mean? When someone lands on a property and if no one decides to buy it, it's supposed to go to auction. Yeah, yeah. No one plays with that rule. They just if no one buys it, no one buys it. It just keeps on going around. Plus, everyone uses the fee, uh, the free parking rule too, which is essentially the goal of the game is to bankrupt the other players. Right. When you play with these, the free know, parking rule, the free parking rule, and when it, t- it takes everyone has to land on the properties to get it, then it takes like fucking four hours to finish a game. Especially when you're about to bankrupt somebody and they land on free parking yeah. and collect you know ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So and it's like this insane bullshit. Like uh, way to play, and because of that, most people seem to hate Monopoly. Yet everyone has like three or four copies of the. Well, let's game. be fair. If you got rid of the free parking rule and everyone auctioned yeah. the properties, it would still be a five-hour game. Eh, it would be probably like an hour, hour and a half game, which is more tolerable. I remember I was playing Monop- I played Monopoly for the first time, and then I got the Super Nintendo Monopoly, uh-huh. and I was playing that, and that's that did the auction thing. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck is this horse shit?" As a kid, I had the exact I was like, same thing. Yeah, why? What? It, 
Is this a new rule for the game? That's the thing. I, I played the Super Nintendo version as well, and I that was like, huh, holy shit, but it made the game more playable. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I went and I checked out my actual board game, Monopoly, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's how you're supposed to fucking play. Then how come nobody plays that way? I don't, because they're, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I, I remember, like, playing with my dad the first time, and he never told me that rule. Yeah. Well, I don't, because I think everyone skips it. You know, no one reads the fucking instructions. They just learn how to play from other people. So it's become this generational thing where everyone teaches the game wrong to their kids. Mm-hmm. And therefore we have three hours, of, three hour games of Monopoly that just end up with someone fucking tossing the board over. Or everybody getting shit. tired and going home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uncle Moneybags must be pissed. Uncle Pennybags. Uncle Penny... Oh, yeah. I always thought it was Moneybags. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's Uncle Pennybags, but I, maybe it's not. Uncle and that's another thing that's been taught wrong. Uh, let's let's. Turn At least it's been taught wrong in my household. Yeah, it was always Uncle Moneybags. I need to resolve this. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> goddamn. But uh, no, I liked Clue. Um, <coughs> I will admit the game of life is terrible, but I used to love that as a kid, mainly because it had the spinner and the, and the little cards mm-hmm. and the little pegs you put into. Yeah, it. it is a terrible game. Yeah, but I remember like constantly getting to the point where you have. You keep going around and you keep getting uh, more children. Yeah. To the point where you have to get a second car. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have like you, every time you you have two cars with with twelve kids on them. <laughs> now that's probably another variant rule too because I don't think you're actually supposed to. Uh, um, like once you fill up your car, you've pretty much hit your limit. You know the government. Well, no, it says right I have now. more kids. If I if it says I get more kids, I want another fucking kid. It's the game of life. Yeah. God his, damn it. His official name is Rich Uncle Pennybags. Rich Uncle Pennybags. Yeah. Apparently. Or Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> I'm a, Mr. Monopoly is what I always thought he was. Yeah. Until one day somebody's like, actually, and they adjusted their glasses and said, <laughs> no, it's actually Mr. Moneybags, but it was wrong because it's Mr. Pennybags. I learned it on the internet. I'd like to see a fight between him and Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> Did they never do a DuckTales Monopoly? You know, I have no clue. I mean, I know they've done Disney monopolies, like where you like go around Disney World and they have the properties or like the different. And like, every Disney themed movie has its own monopoly, I'm sure. Oh yeah, probably. <clears throat> we should. Uh, one of us. I'm going to nominate you. Uh-huh. To, uh, you should start collecting every monopoly. <laughs> no thanks. Richie I'll... for a while was collecting every clue that yeah, he, or, or all the cool clues he could yeah. find. Like, but which no. is I I would much rather collect clues than I would monopoly. Well, you don't get to choose. Man, if you start collecting monopolies, you can oh. pick which board game you want me to start collecting. Okay. Uh, shit, I can't think of anything else that is like as much of a dick move than uh, to force on someone. Because shit, there's every monopoly in existence <laughs> would probably require a warehouse. You know. Well, I would say in the running of most most variant copies of the game, it would be Monopoly and Clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, those probably have the most versions of them out there. Probably. Maybe Yahtzee. Yahtzee has a lot of versions. I, I, I debated getting uh, Stephen uh, the Jaws Yahtzee uh, for Christmas. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I almost got him that. But I, I decided and said, um, what did I get him? Fuck. I don't even remember what I got, Stephen. <laughs> Shit. He's probably yelling at the podcast right now. Man, what a shitty friend I am. I had... um. Some of my favorite games as, as a kid were a lot of the games that didn't require skill, but it was just a lot of like rolling dice. I remember I had a game where it was there was a shark, 
mm. and like you moved the fish around, but the shark had a motor in it. I and remember it would shark like, attack. Yeah, and it would, yeah. Like, it would keep it would go, chomp chomping, down. and then yeah. you had to move your little fish away from the shark attack. Shark. Yep. <laughs> I, I had that. that game. Most childhood games uh-huh. are just big. Uh, I think the reason pe- children or people have so much anxiety nowadays is because of board games. Mm. Because of games like Shark Attack and Don't Don't Wake Daddy, Don't Wake Daddy, and all these and Operation, Operation, all yep. these games where like Operation has a lot of versions. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be kind of cool to have a bunch of Operations yeah. and annoying as shit because that game is stressful. Um, there's a, a dude um, <coughs> from Detroit, uh, Cody Koala, Koala Cody, something like that. Mm-hmm. Cody Koala, something like that. He makes amazing customs. He's done a whole lot of shit, um, but. He did a custom operation game that was like Mega Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it, like he even made oh, like cards the blueprints and shit of like Mega that. Man? Yeah, and it's like the different like little like parts That's of Mega so Man. That's so cool. It's so goddamn cool. Um, yeah, he he's done like a lot of cu- uh, customs. He did a. Uh, I think I showed you the picture of uh, when the Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball thing was big. Yeah, it was like Princess uh, Peach like swinging on a chain shop. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's the dude who did that. Uh, his like I think like. Uh, Cody Customs, Koala Customs, something like that. I'll figure it out. But yeah, that dude uh, does amazing customs. I just moved the laptop away from the mic because my laptop is making uh, a, a fan, fan, fan noises and I don't want that to pick up on the microphone. I remember... Uh, well, obviously, well, Connect 4 was a game. Wait, no, I remember uh, recently when I was at Walmart within the last several years I saw that they had a Transformers operation where it was Optimus Prime. Oh, nice! And that would be kind of cool to have. Be, I, that would probably give me like, uh, like, like flashbacks <laughs> to fucking Transformers in the movie. You know, it's like, oh shit, oh shit! If I fuck it up, is it going to turn gray and start to like disintegrate? Why did he turn gray, but no one else turned gray? No, all the the Transformers that died, a lot of them uh, that died, like would turn gray. Like, did Ironhide turn? Well, we didn't see Ironhide die on screen. And so, didn't, like, Bronze eyes, like, start to, like, like smoke and shit like that? Yeah, they, and they flickered and then went black. But he didn't himself turn gray. Starscream, didn't he, like, turn gray while well, he, he was got being, vaporized. like, vaporized? I just, well, I just blame that on him being vaporized. Yeah. Probably true. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I, I remember everyone turning gray when they died, but, um... Who died in Transformers, the, the animated movie? Optimus Everyone, Prime, Ironhide, Ironhide, Optimus Prime, Braun. Starscream, Brawn, Megatron. Well, yeah, Megatron pretty much died. Yeah. Um, was that it? Did Jazz die? No, Jazz was still alive. Jazz, yeah, Jazz. He He's one of the alive. only Autobots. Him and Bumblebee were some of the only Autobots that were in the fucking movie. I think so. Like as characters. Yeah. I think so. Um, here we go. Cody Koala. It's K-O-D-Y-K-O-A-L-A dot com. And uh, you can see right now he's got a bunch of uh, like custom Amiibos up and shit like that. Nice. But he's got some other stuff um, going on here. I like that Mega Man figure he made. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that dude's site out. It's very cool. CodyKoala dot com. Cody with a K. Right on. Now that's not going to bug me anymore, and I can pay attention to what are we doing? Well, we were talking about board games, then we were oh. talking about Optimus Prime, then we were talking about Transformers who died. I want to go back to board games again because there's some games that I really remember loving, and you can't like find anymore, and it kind of makes me sad. Um, like Fireball Island, never played it. Really? That was cool. The way it was, it was like a big <coughs> volcanic island, and you were explorers, and you were kind of walking around these paths in the plastic um, that went around. 
And um, the thing was, is like, if you triggered something, it would cause the fireball to come down. And the fire, it was basically a red marble. It would roll down, but there were branching paths, so it, depending on the randomness, it could go, like, left or right during certain things. Mm-hmm. And if anyone got knocked over by the boulder, they had to go back and start at the beginning. Oh. Mousetrap is another fun, like, lots of, I've like, I've never played parts. Mousetrap. I just kept setting it up yeah. and making it go. I, I we actually, w- my brother and I would actually play it, but it was like if we were like, eh, I don't want to play the full game. Fuck it, let's just set it up and, and watch a Ru- yeah. the Goldberg machine go. Yeah, watch the Rube Goldberg <coughs> machine go, man. It was fun shit. Um, another, uh, an older game uh, that I really uh, did. You remember Rattle Them Bones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you had a skeleton pirate and, and he, he had like, pff, yeah. treasure all over, and you had to carefully pull the treasure. Yep. Another game that creates <laughs> that causes anxiety yeah. in people. Oh god! I remember man. being so scared of that game. I was like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> and then you had to like pull the thing off, and he had a little treasure chest here. Or something Did he like that. talk? I remember him. No, he just went fucking okay. ape shit, and he was on a captain ship wheel. It must have been the commercial <laughs> that talked, or yeah. something like that. Fuck! Like, I need to find treasure. a copy of that game. God, I know. But the thing is, is if you did find a copy. Good luck on finding a complete. Like if I go copy. to Goodwill, I'm only going to find like the skeleton, yeah. none of the trinkets that went with and it, and half of it will be missing. Oh man! Um, <coughs> another cool game that you can actually get. It has stayed in print. I remember loving Dungeon, which was a Dungeons and Dragons board game. Mm-hmm. Like way back, it was kind of my first introduction into Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's essentially like a very simple dungeon crawler thing. You, they've got like the the D and D board games like Castle Ravenloft and. Uh, uh, Temple of Elemental Evil and shit like that that you can play now, which is kind of like 4E uh, D&D but on a board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got better versions of that like Descent and Imperial Assault which Walt actually, I think, got for himself um, recently. Um, those are all cool, but I remember I'm really liking Dungeon and I, I was kind of just looking at random board games and that popped up so they, they actually still sell it. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting that. Expensively? No, it's like um, decently priced. The art, the the cart, the art has changed to be like more cartoony, mm-hmm. but it's still you know it's same it's, mechanics. Yeah, it's I think Wizard of the Coast like still produces it. Hasbro, you know, is is owns them, so it's still being made and still out. I'm thinking about picking that up uh, just to play with the kiddo. I remember I had a game called Tornado Rex. I don't remember where that you one. had a. It was like the the board was this plastic like vacuum formed mountain, mm-hmm. and you had these little hikers, and then you had to roll the dice or whatever, or, or draw cards. I think you drew mm-hmm. cards to move, and your goal was to get to the top of the mountain. But every so often, you would draw the tornado Rex card, uh, <coughs> and at the top of the mountain, there was this like fucking Tasmanian devil. Ripple. Oh, like a little spinner thing, and, and you had to spin it, down. and you would hit yeah. the button, it would like spin like a top. I really remember fast. that now. Yeah, again, that was just a fun game to fucking play. Yeah, you'd get almost to the top, and goddamn tornado Rex would knock you off. I like those games, the ones that have like the crazy ass gimmicks that uh, introduce like random chaos to the game. I need to find a copy of that shark that shark, shark attack shark attack game. That was a fun game. And I remember I had the the fish game. It was so simple. You just had the magnetic fishing Oh game. yeah, yeah. And uh, and then like you would try to catch the fish when they would open their mouths. But they put out a turtle variant where they're little crangs <laughs> and they try to bite the fishing pole. I haven't been able to find it anywhere, but if you find that anywhere grab it for me because wow. I want it. Oh man, I'm gonna have to Google that later. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's little tiny it. crangs like in the new cartoon. Then the new cartoon. Style. Okay, so it's it's more recent. It's not from yeah. when we were like really young. Okay. Yeah, and they're like trying to like bite. It's the exact same game, just with cranks. That's great. That's and so I, great. I need that in my life. <laughs> <coughs> whenever, I, whenever I'm having a bad day, I'll just sit there and catch cranks. <laughs> I love that magnetic fishing game, man. I, I, I 
kiddo like uh, had uh, one, and I remember I probably played it as much as he did. I was talking to Richie about uh, games and little things that things that have disappeared completely mm-hmm. because of technology. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those little water ha- handheld games? Yeah, you fill yeah. them with water and you'd push the button push and the it button would try to get the ring under the little yeah, thing. Yeah, it would shoot up air jets and you're trying to basically... Do you remember those? Um, they were little games. Um, I can't remember who put them out, but they were called Things and it was an acronym for something. Uh-uh. Um, but what they were is they were little, like, mini plastic games. They were maybe, like, I don't know, like, five to six inches tall. But they were, each one was, like, themed separately, and they would uh, be, like, different little, like, kind of um, time puzzles or, like, me- kind of, like, mechanical games. They had uh, one game that was, like, I think Sir Rings a lot, mm-hmm. and it was a little knight um, that uh, moved around, <laughs> and um, you wound it up, and this little carousel that had these bats, uh, some of them carrying rings, and you would try to, like, get the, his little lance to catch the rings as they're, like, moving I up and down. I don't remember those at all. Um, there was, uh, shit, there was another one, it was like a Godzilla XP or something like that, I want to say it was called something like X, uh, like, Exilla or something like that. Yeah. Um, here we go, here's a picture of them. Um, and it was like a, an, uh, like a Godzilla egg, and you had to, it was like a little Godzilla thing, you wound it up, and you had to put its egg around it, and completely enclose it, um... Before the timer went off, if it did, it would shake the egg apart. That's a really shitty low res picture. But they was the they came in little oh, there was tiny just boxes. little tiny okay. yeah, and a lot of them were wind up toys. I remember there was another one where there were ali- there were aliens, mm-hmm. um, like uh, where you were like trying to save astronauts from aliens, and they were attached to a cord or something like that. Um, yeah, I love them. Um, God, what was it? I really want to know what the acronym was for it. Here we go. Here's a better one. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, uh, well. But it's things, and they have periods on it. Um, for the longest time, I remember having trouble finding any information about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did finally. Uh, totally Hilarious, Incredibly Neat Games of Skill by Milton Bat- Bradley. Here's the like little alien one. It was called Astronauts. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but uh, again, it was just like a little like wind up game. Um, they were very small. They're uh, the kind of thing where you could collect them easily. Mm-hmm. I love the hell out of them. It was really good. Oh, look, Fireball Island came up too in the little image search of random shit from the eighties. I'm looking on eBay now for things, and I'm not seeing shit. Yeah, I liked up things game, and the, there are apparently a lot of games called things. Yeah, here's a picture of them out of the box. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so they're like... That might have been a little before my time. Probably, yeah. These were definitely an 80s thing, so you were probably aged out uh, by the time they were still around. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Other board games you remember as a kid? Gimmicky ones? Yeah, or just board games in general that you like. Gimmicky ones, one sticks out in my mind called Splat, where you had Play-Doh, and you would make a little ant, like you had a mold to Uh make ant and a little ant, and you would just roll the dice to try to get to the end or whatever. But every so often there was a, uh, you had a big plastic fist, or like a big plastic hand, and if you rolled the wrong dice or something, you would have to smash your ant, (laughs) and then remake your ant out of Play-Doh and start at the beginning Um, of the thing. That's kind of cool. I'm like, that was silly. Yeah. And cute. Uh, Connect Four was obviously a game that every single person played. Yeah. 
uh, Guess Who is yeah. a game I played as a kid, but it was. I remember being kind of weird because there was always only one black person <laughs> in the all of Guess Who, and uh, or there was one black person. And there was only two girls mm. in get the original Guess Who. The Guess Who I had. So if you asked, "Is your character black?" you pretty much won the game. If that person <laughs> that, had yeah. that character, yeah. or do you have? A, is your character a female? Yes. Are they wearing a hat? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I win. Two moves, bitch. Yeah. Suck it. Um, I remember Don't Break the Ice. Oh, fuck, I yeah, Don't Break the Ice. That was a fun one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That was another one of those stress things. Like uh, uh, Jenga, you know, where it's just you're slowly... It was like a blue frame, and you flipped it upside down, then you put these plastic square cube things in that were uh, little yeah. ice things. And they all fit in <laughs> snugly, and then you had like a little, um, like, I don't know, like a dude mm-hmm. figure on the top. And you had to, you had a little hammer, and you Tap. hammer out the cubes one by one, and you were trying to do it so it didn't um, make the the whole thing collapse. Yep. That I like games where shit just shit falls apart when you fuck up. I need to get a copy of that game mm-hmm. uh, because I remember the cubes were like clear plastic. They were white. I don't oh, were they? Yeah, they were uh, white. Yeah, I thought, I you've got that thing where you're trying to get the clear plastic God cubes it, from yes. all those goddamn action figures from all the commercials from the '80s and '90s. Especially Batman action figure commercials. They were always like, Mr. Freeze is coming to attack mm-hmm. Gotham. And Mr. Freeze is standing on these plats, little plastic see-through blocks. Yeah. And then the Batmobile shoots a plastic missile at him, and the blocks knock, fall down, and Mr. Freeze falls down. Where do you get those fucking little blocks? I googled for an hour <laughs> when you first brought up how you were trying to find those. And I figured, oh, I, I'll, I'll find these for yeah. him. I couldn't find shit. I want them. Nothing. Nothing. Airport Road Productions on Facebook. If you know where to buy these little plastic, I cubes, will reward so you. Ben can play with his toys. Yeah, post it. Uh, post because it I want to put you know my ice themed action figures on top of them. <laughs> yeah, or like you know I'll go to Michael's and buy those little plastic display boxes that you would put Beanie Babies in back in the day because mm-hmm. that's the closest thing I could fucking find <laughs> to something like that. But mm. I I need them. I need them, man. And I know there's a company that makes them because every so often I'll see a commercial that still yeah. uses them. Where do they come from? It's like the action figure manufacturers just, like, have a private <laughs> supplier of that shit or something. I don't understand. You'd think that they... You'd think someone on Etsy would have, thought, like, thought of that and said, Oh, shit. Let me sell these damn things, you know, for... Same, same as whenever I look at, like, Toy Fair or a Comic-Con, like, any of the action figures that are coming out in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. All the, fi- the pictures that they ha- all the booths have, like, in their display cases, all the figures have stands. Like, yeah. for the little peg feet so they don't fall down. Yeah. Where the fuck... Why the fuck don't they come with them? Why don't they come with you them? You can get the stands. Yeah, but not yeah. every figure has the same peg, whole, foot peg size. Yeah, that's annoying. I, I'm sure you could... There's probably, like, fucking different scale. There's, like, three different scales. There's G.I. Like Joe that. scale. Yeah. There's bigger six-inch scale. Yeah. And then, like, Ninja Turtle scale. But mm-hmm. the new turtle... And why, why are we talking about this? Because everyone cares about yeah. action... Like, standard action figure... Foot peg hole yeah, sizes. The, the trial and tribulations of, of an action figure collector. Yeah, like right now, if someone stomps really hard, half of my room is going to fall down. Because <laughs> look, at everything is just carefully balanced against something. God damn you! Give it didn't a, work. Yeah. I don't want to wake up Binks. Yeah, even Binks's dolls are held up with with like doll stands. <laughs> yeah. That we got, but all these fucking Ninja Turtles right here are just like standing. It's. I- 
It's I, luck. I guarantee you, like, if the kiddo has, a, a, like, an image of heaven, yeah. it's, like, your fucking display <laughs> set up. Yeah, he is just, he is so, like, impressed and, like, in awe of your collection. To him, it's, That like, makes me happy. Yeah, it's the coolest fucking thing. Because no one else, ex- like, likes my collection as much as me. Oh, you need to hang out with more nine-year-olds. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because, oh, we're recording in my bedroom right Good now. life advice. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hang out with more nine-year-olds. They'll appreciate me. <laughs> Normally, we're, we record in my living room, but since Dog Storm is being Dog Storm, yeah. uh, we decided to record in the bedroom, which is where most of my action figure collection is. Which you can actually see a an earlier version of your collection mm-hmm. on... Uh, YouTube.com slash Airport Road. Yep. Uh, and look up his action figure sexting roundup series, which, uh, again, Connor has watched those so many fucking I gotta guys. do some new ones, man. I yeah, just those are fun. great, dude. Thanks, man. I, I love how you just randomly started doing it as a character and decided, uh, like, fuck it, I'll stick with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like, I, I, I watched a bunch, so many action figure reviews, and everyone's just like, well, this is a nice Leonardo figure. He's got great yeah. articulation. And I'm like, it's so fucking boring. Yeah, and that's the it's thing. So fu- you're talking about a toy. Why am I watching this? Yeah, yours is one of the few that I can that that is actually entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, beside it, it, it's entertaining for someone who doesn't give a fuck about the action figures. Mm-hmm. You know, and more so, I think it's probably entertaining for those people. It, it's really, really good. Thanks. Check I gotta get out. back on that. And like, I was watching a lot of angry video game nerd and say what mm-hmm. you will about him. His, the fact that he has a character with kind I, of an ongoing storyline yeah. makes it a little easier to watch. I really respect that dude. I hate the character, but I respect that <coughs> dude. And I will say that his videos are often entertaining. The problem is, is I think that it's it's a little too over the top. He's you calmed know? down a lot. He though. is supposed to be the angry video game. Well, like nerd, his first, but, like yeah. the first like thirty or forty videos he did was ridiculous amounts of cursing and. Mm-hmm. Fucking dog diarrhea, not this and that, yeah. and it, it got over the top. But he's calmed that down a lot yeah. in the last seventy episodes because he's got. I looked it up, and there's like a hundred and fifty episodes he's done so far. Didn't he do like a really good <coughs> like documentary about like Joe uh, Don Baker or something? Not Joe Don Baker. Uh, fuck uh, the dude who did Monster Vision. Was that Joe Don Baker? Uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, didn't he yeah. do like a he whole did a, like a, about... like a fifteen minute thing yeah. about Monster Vision? And, yeah. yeah, that was really. He cool. does he does that like I like those more than his angry video game nerds because mm-hmm. every every Halloween he'll do Cinemassacres, monster something. Yeah, and uh, he'll put out like one, one every couple days where like every year he has a theme. So he'll like review Monster Vision or he'll like he'll like I think a couple years ago his entire every a video he did that month was like. Sequels. So nice. he did like Jason, you know, Friday Thirteenth Part Two, and yeah, all the part two, the famous part twos and shit like that. But like, it's not him doing the nerd thing; it's just him it's, actually reviewing something, and yeah. those are more entertaining. Yeah, I agree. I, I like those better than his angry video game nerd. And I understand a lot of people like the character, which you know. But yeah, I like he the character. Has a no, character, that's and that's down. yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people, they're just like, oh my god, they're they'll have these YouTube video up, and I'll see they've got like thousands of subscribers. How? Yeah. How can people be sitting through this fucking dull ass shit? Yeah. Oh, here's a. And it's, they're not just sitting through it. There's so many comments. Like yeah. people are actually watching it and commenting. I don't get it. I don't like get it's it. the most boring thing of a guy reviewing a fucking 
Masterpiece Transformer figure or this video game or whatever. Remember, like, when William Ray Johnson became super big with uh, Equals 3? I do, yeah. And, and, um, or less, was it? Equals 3. Equals 3. And then, like, everyone started copying his jump cut style. Yep. And it's just like, oh my god, what have you wrought? Now, so everyone is doing, like, mimicking this dude. And yeah, to be fair, it worked, and it was, like, interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. But for Christ's sake, I mean, just blatant, that j- annoying jump cut, you know, like... To be fair, I'm doing that, too, with my action figure reviews. You are, but you're not mimicking, you know... I'm not on camera, yeah. like, Ray now Ray I'm over Johnson. here, now yeah. I'm over here, now I'm over yeah. here, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but I mean, just literally, even the way that he speaks, people would copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't do them anymore. Yeah, he he retired. He he passed off the, the to thing some, to someone um, else. Yeah, they still do the equals three videos, but he does something else. Like he yeah. does, yeah, I guess he writes like, whatever the fuck he does on his channel. Yeah, or does comedy or something. Yeah, yeah. that's another guy that like I got annoyed by his shit, mm-hmm. but I respect that guy for yeah somehow doing what he did, just stealing other people's internet videos well, and then I mean, creating was, an empire. Well, he was it. doing, like, uh, Tosh.0 and, and Ridiculousness before those things were big. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was basically doing it, and in my opinion, honestly, I thought they were more entertaining. Yeah. So. Yeah, anytime I watch Tosh, I, uh, it's always when I'm eating, which is a bad, big mistake. Yeah, he, he pushes shit to the point where I'm like, okay, uh... There's always uh, some sort of vomit or shit thing in Tosh. And like, ridiculousness, I can't even. I can't do that. Shit. <laughs> Just because I don't like. I don't like the people on that one. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Um, board games. Hey, board games. So, oh, oh, angry video game nerd guy on mm-hmm. cinema on his YouTube channel. He does a weekly thing called Board James because his name's James Rolfe. Yeah. Where every week he and his friend uh, re- play through and review a board game. Nice. And there are always old ones like Tornado Rex, Don't Wake Daddy, Dream nice. Phone. Nice. That one where you talk to the boys. Or yeah. His Dream Phone one was great because oh, it, it started off as a review of Dream Phone, but then it became a horror movie where the <laughs> phone kept calling him and Luke was trying to fucking kill him. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've actually, we've like kind of talked about like maybe like doing like either live streaming or like doing videos of board games and stuff like that. But the problem is, is figuring out how do you record all that without just, just grinding the game to a halt. Yeah. You know, unless we had multiple camera setups or someone like, you know, directing and yeah. or something like that. So it's, it's a lot of trouble. I'd still like to do it. I mean, if we have two or three cameras, we could multicam it if someone yeah. wants to actually do the multicam editing. But I, I think it would be kind of fun, though, to do that, like, on Twitch, where, <clears> like, we live stream playing board games and shit like that. That'd be cool. But again, it's figuring out how do we film that and how do we do it without it being an absolute nightmare. So, yeah. I, on the last podcast, the last dispatches from the weird that we did, mm-hmm. the Christmas special that for was dispatches, so fun. I, uh, I actually edited a bunch out of that. We had to, yeah, yeah, and uh, it flowed a lot better, yeah, than I think our previous D and D ones did. But I listened to that the other day and I was I was laughing because I had so much fun doing it. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and. Um, for those uh, who uh, don't subscribe to uh, Dispatches from the Weird, uh, Google it. Um, Dispatches from the Weird, you can find uh, the flagship podcast, you can find Radio Lono, you can find We Belong Dead with Richie and Ian, which is a really great horror podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they do? Are they doing anything else on there? We Belong Dead, Dispatches from the Weird... Occasionally we do streamatoriums. Yeah, streamatoriums, that's right. Streamatorium, which is just us ripping off riff tracks. Yeah. Where we watch a movie and talk about it and sync it, and you guys can try to sync it up and watch it with us, or just listen to us watch movies like 
Big Trouble in Little China. Richie uh, did have a, a great idea to uh, possibly do a streamatorium with the uh, the 1987 Slammy Awards, <laughs> which... Yeah, I've saw that. Man, it's amazing. Check out the WWE Network. Look in the Slammy Awards section. Go to 1987. It's just this hilarious parody of award shows. And just... <laughs> That's one where Vince says Stand Back, right? Yeah, Vince yeah where he, he ends it by singing Stand Back. Stand Back. Um, Hoggy Tonk Man played a song. You know, it was just... Holy shit. It was a lot of fun. It's so fucking ridiculous. I hope we do do... Y'all, y'all do that streamatorium. And if you do, let me know. Because I want to show up. I remember in the really early days of Attitude Era... They put out a WWE board game that I never played. Oh, really? I, I wonder if it was good. I, I'm curious how that would play. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, what what's would the goal be to try to like get to the championship or something? Probably. Like that? Huh. I wonder how that would break down. I don't know. A games I never got to play was I never got to play the Ninja Turtles board game, the Pizza Power board game. Oh. Uh, as much as I'm a turtle fan, I never got to play that. Mm. You have that though, don't you? No, I have the new the 2007 oh, Ninja okay, Turtle game. Okay. Right I can't find anyone to play with me. I'll play with you. I think Dude, though, come I th- over and hang out. The kiddo will be glad to. I think the game is made for seven year olds, though. So. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's a turtle game. Um. So like, that's like a, the bunch of the games we played when we were kids. How about the uh, board games we've been? Uh, that's mostly you recently. and Walton yeah. and Stephen lately. Like, well, you you <clears> need <throat> to get Will to fucking. Uh, <laughs> Do Give weekends off. so you yeah, can get weekends off. Yeah, yeah, but I, uh, I, don't know, I liked Pandemic. That was fun. Yeah, I liked. I will. I, no, I did not like Arkham Horror. I played that once with Walt and Rob for several hours. Several hours. How many people were playing? Three. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Three is like the most. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another we lost. game. Yeah, and, and it took three hours to lose. Yeah. And uh, there's so many different cu- sizes of cards. Um, there's another one that's like a lighter. It's like a quicker version of um, Arkham Horror. Arkham Horror, and I can't remember what it uh, what it's called. Shit. Oh uh, well, I'll I'm a it big out fan of vi- ga- of board games. Elder or card Horror, games. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's like kind of a quicker version than Arkham Horror. I'm a big fan of board games and card games that don't have to ta- that don't take mm-hmm. hours. Like you can get through a round in like 15 minutes, and then play multiples of those. Yeah, like Cards Against Humanity mm-hmm. is fun. We played Exploding Kittens on mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving. That was great. Yeah, we we actually that was like a nine player game. Yeah, because that was at Walt when Walt did his like Friendsgiving thing, yeah. where he just a couple days later he invited everyone over, and yeah, we I ended up combining like the uh, I brought my uh, um, Kickstarter version. Which is the regular version of the not safe for deck, uh, nice not safe for work deck, and yeah, we ended up combining them because we had the max players. That was pretty fun. There was a lot of nopes thrown out. Yep, at those one, nope wars. Of yeah, like, those nope wars. Man, nope, I, nope, nope. Somebody get a nope. Yep. Oh, that was, was great. really fun. Yeah, mom loves that game. She's really. You were telling it. me that your mom was jonesing to find people to play with because, like, you left and then your mom texted you, like, "I want to play Exploding Kittens. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you?" <laughs> yeah, um, she, yeah. I've gotten her into that. I've gotten her into Takanoko too, which she really likes. Um, and it's kind of annoying me because I'm trying to play other games mm-hmm. uh, because I have picked up a lot of board games. And part of the reason I decided to get into this recently was because. Um, the kiddo, I'm just kind of sick of him sitting around and playing fucking Minecraft all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to, like, get into stuff like, you know, just non-digital stuff. I mean, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, he really likes Exploding Kittens. I picked up Sushi Go, which he, uh, he and Mom enjoy. Um, I picked up um, Takenoko. 
I picked up uh, Forbidden Island, which I've got right here. Um, I picked up We Might Be Playing After the Podcast. Um, I picked up Hanabi, which I haven't had a chance to play yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Gloom, and Rob for Christmas got me Cthulhu Gloom, which I'm really stoked about. Um, I've been trying to get everyone to play that for a while, and I've only been able to play like three games total, because it's always, uh, we'll play other shit. I picked up Love Letter, which is a really fun card game. Uh, like, very simple. It's like four, uh, up to four players, but it's 16 cards total. Um, yeah, and I've gotten some other stuff for Christmas. I got uh, Tokaido and Forbidden Desert from Walt. Um, shit. I got Castle Panic for myself. I just ordered Pandemic and uh, the expansion, because that was on sale. I should uh, get, put you in touch with this guy that we're, I work with, mm-hmm. but like he is a group of people. Like he and his <coughs> friends get together once a week or once a month, and they all they they have a board game group, right on, where they play all the obscure and new board games, and you know, nice. like just where board game enthusiasts at someone's house or they probably meet? at someone's house or they okay. meet somewhere local or something like that. Right on. Right. I think they've been doing that for years. Yeah, I'm uh, right now. I've been mainly been playing with um, my. Uh, my kiddo and mom, um, they really like Takenoku, and Takenoku is this game where you lay down these hex-shaped tiles, mm-hmm. and the theme of the game is that the Emperor of China gave the Emperor of Japan a gift of a <coughs> giant panda. So he uh, he basically gets uh, the royal gardener uh, to start growing bamboo. And you've got three types of objective cards that you can try to play. Uh, one is the um, Emperor's objective, which is to lay the tiles um, in certain patterns of mm-hmm. color, like green, yellow, or pink. Uh, you've got the panda's objective, which is to eat different colors of bamboo, again, green, yellow, or pink. And then you've got the gardener's objective, which is to grow certain heights and combinations of bamboo. So everyone's kind of playing this. You lay down these little hex grids, and uh, you have to like irrigate the, uh, the different tiles and you can play different effects on them and stuff like that. And you move the panda, panda you move the gardener, try to grow bamboo, ah. try to eat bamboo, and everyone's trying to play the objectives that they've got in their hand. So it's a really fun and a really cute game. The theme is, like, really nice. And you've got the little panda figure, and everyone loves that. So Mom's really got into that. It's pretty cute, man. It's a fun game. <coughs> I like it a lot. Um, Tokaido is this cool game where you're... Uh, uh, basically, it's like Edo period Japan, mm-hmm. and you're um, traveling along the Tokaido, which is the East Sea Road from Kyoto to Edo, which is now Tokyo. And along the way, you like uh, just try to have the best vacation you can. You'll either maybe meet an interesting stranger or visit the hot springs, um, go shopping for souvenirs. Um, and, like, once you get to the inn, you stop and try to have, like, you know, eat, like, the the best food. And it's everyone basically kind of going around and, and moving and trying to have the greatest vacation they can. <laughs> Whoever has the most, like, awesome vacation points at the end wins. Oh. Um, Forbidden Island is a cool game. I brought that over for us to play later. Yeah, we'll try that a yeah, later. That's one where you're a set of relic hunters who are trying to collect four artifacts. Uh, from this island, which has been booby-trapped to start sinking as soon as you set foot on it. So you've got to kind of move around um, this board, which isn't actually a board, it's a set of uh, tiles, tiles um, that are randomized each time, so you don't, you know, everything's placed differently. And everyone works together to try to uh, collect all the artifacts and then get back to the helica- uh, helipad and escape the island before everything sinks. Hmm. Um and then uh, Forbidden Desert is the follow-up to that, um, which is you're 
you've crash landed in the desert and you've got to uh, try to find the different pieces of this legendary airship to build and be able to escape before you die of thirst. And while that's going on, there's a storm that moves around the board which uh, uh, deposits sand on top of the tiles, so um, you have to like remove the sand to be able to excavate it to find clues, hmm. which will lead you to the different parts, and then you get to build a cool little model airship when you're done. Do you ever play zombies with me and Rob? Yes, we played several times. I remember um, that. I remember that being fun. We haven't that done that was in a lot while. of fun. Yeah, that we, was a long well, game, though. Too. I like that a lot, and I think the reason we stopped playing was because uh, Jen passing away. Oh, yeah. um, that kind of she was always she always played with us, and I think that kind of put the damper on that. But I, w- I would like to break that out again. I just remember know. it had so many little pieces. Yeah. And, like, you built the map as you went. Yeah. And then, like, there was zombies everywhere. Yeah, it was a tile-based game, so you set it down in each, like, as you You needed, like, three kitchen tables to play that game properly, Mm -hmm. though, because I remember we never had enough room, no matter what size table we had. That that is one of the problems I have with the -the Build-A-Board games like that and, like, uh, um, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. You need a fucking... Knights of the Round Table table yeah. to play. It's like of. shit. Either we're playing on the floor, or we're gonna have to get like two tables pushed together because you don't know how people are gonna build. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's trying to like slide the tiles to the you know to the end yep. so everything can fit. But <coughs> I love zombies. They used to sell like bags of a hundred little zombie things you could get. Um, so I think that's how we started first. We just bought the bag of zombies mm-hmm. first, and then we were like, oh wait. This is a game. Mm-hmm. And then we started buying the, the game and then the expansions for all that shit. It was a fun game. I liked it a lot. It's uh, it, it, it could get tedious, it, and the laying the tiles could fuck you up, but uh, there are better games. I remember after like three hours, it kind of got that Monopoly feel. Yeah. Because sometimes it would take three hours to play the game. Yep. Especially when like super zombies were introduced, oh, and then yeah. they like the clowns. Yeah, when you got the... That was in the lab. Was that the lab expansion, or was yeah. that the army base expansion? That was the army was base expansion. expansion. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein. That's a good movie. That's such a good movie. For Christmas, well, stuff we got for Christmas. Um, yeah. I got you this goblin. Yep. That is a bank that's holding a D20. I will have a picture of that uh, um, posted on Facebook uh, if you're not following me. Uh, but it looks great. It's a Pathfinder goblin with this fucking wicked ass, cool ass grin holding a giant D20. Yeah. I want it. I'm going to have to get myself one. Yeah, and I'm counting this Groot that you're giving me as well as a Christmas present. So thank you. You're very generous. Thank you. You got me a. Uh, you got me a, a sweet Xbox controller for the PC, so I can play yep. my Steam games. But you gave me that like two months ago. Yeah, but I also have been buying you random shit on Steam, which I'm counting as. Which is very, very, presents. very nice that every so yeah. often you keep giving me games, which I played. Shower with Daddy Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that for you. Spe- it was like sixty six cents. Normally, it's only a buck. But I bought that for you specifically so you could play it and talk about it. Explain what that is. Shower with Daddy Simulator is exactly what it sounds like. Um, you are a child, and you are naked, and your dad is in the shower naked, probably at the YMCA. Yeah. Because there's other naked daddies. Yeah. The premise is, is that like you're in, the, in like a public shower. And, and you got to find your daddy to shower yeah. with him. So you got to make sure you've got the right daddy, but the soap suds are coming up. Uh, yeah, you know, like so. it's 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 what it's a very simple like eight bit looking game. Yeah, where you have to run to your daddy, but you can pick which you can pick which one is your daddy. Either the the brunette, brown, the brown haired daddy, the ginger daddy, or the black daddy. And you have to find your daddy and keep running. Every time you grab your daddy, the board changes. <laughs> so you're it's a race against time to run and gra- find your daddy. But the more you 
find daddy, the harder it gets because then there'll be like soap spots on the wet spots on the ground that you'll slip in. Mm-hmm. You'll st- run into into wet floor signs, and then eventually, daddy only appears for five sec, like half a second. And then a shower curtain goes in front of them. So then it's like, where the fuck is daddy? And as soon as you pick the wrong daddy, the game is over. My best score is eight. I found, I showered with dad 88 times. Nice. That's pretty impressive. I mean, you you must have been really clean. Yeah. Yeah. I kept slipping. I almost, like, I I finally fucked up when I showered with ginger daddy. That wasn't my daddy. Um, What else did I got? Ginger daddy looks like Seamus from WWE. I just picture him as Seamus. Oh, just he, he, all of a sudden a blinding white light. Uh-huh. <laughs> or uh, or Abraham from Walking Dead. Okay. Same same build. Uh, what else did I get you? Uh, you got me Hatoful Boyfriend, which Hatoful I have, Boyfriend. Which I have yet gotten, haven't gotten to play yet. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the dating simulator where you're the first human allowed to go to the prestigious school for pigeons. Yep. So it's a pigeon dating simulator. Yes. Um... <laughs> it's just so great It's so great It's absolutely insane um, And I got your Rocket League too Rocket League, yeah yep. You got me that um, the, the, the gore cleanup game But Christmas themed Oh, yeah um, Visceral uh, cleanup or something like that Something like that The wh- What's the, the concept behind that game? That one's the one where you're just cleaning up after like a Doom kind of game where like yeah. there's blood everywhere and gore and you're just kind of having to clean it all up. Yeah, the premise is that you're the janitor on a space station that has recently like been invaded by demons, so there's blood and guts and gore everywhere, and you just mop the shit up. Yep. <laughs> it's like a, it's go. it's a level of satisfaction that you don't understand that you don't think you're going to get out of yeah. a game like with Katamari Damacy. Yeah, where if you. That doesn't sound like an appealing game oh, until you so play it and you're reeling, you realize this is the best fucking shit ever. Yeah. Because you're just picking shit. You're just doing a menial task. Yeah. Like that, you get that sense of satisfaction for some fucking it's reason. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like uh, the fucking like trucking simulator games, you know, yeah. where you're just driving a truck down a road. I can't do that, no. I can't yeah. do that. Uh, no, I've seen those tr- truck driving simulators, and I can't do that. It's weirdly relaxing, man. It's weirdly relaxing. I don't get it. Now, I it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh shit, I kind of wish that I had like a wheel and a pedal and a gear shift set up, you know? Just so you I could play my sad ass fucking trucking game. For eight hours, you just. You know, it's not real time. No, but if it was, there are some that are real time. Like, I remember on a, the, the Penn and Teller uh, put Oh, out Desert game. Bus. Desert Bus, where yep. it is eight hours of actual playing. Yeah. And it's just, you hold the accelerator down for eight hours, but the alignment's off on the bus, so you yeah. have to every so often tap a little bit to the left. And the only thing that happens, it's basically driving through a desert, it's supposed to be like driving from L.A. to Vegas, you're a bus driver, and the only thing that happens is like four hours in, a, bu- a bug splashes, a smashes on your windshield. Yeah, and then you just keep driving, and then when you get, you get one point when you get to the end, and if you decide to pull the double shift, you can drive all the way back. <sighs> It's ridiculous. And if you just, like, held the button down with, like, a, a wrench... Yeah. Uh, you would lose the game, because you'd eventually veer off to the side of the road, because the alignment's off. Yeah. So you, so have, you have to, to keep you hitting have to left. Yeah. It was... Originally, I think it was part of, a like, a Sega Saturn game that was, like, a Penn & Teller game that was supposed to be, like, kind of, like, a video game, like, magic tricks. Here's, yeah. like... Ways that you can like amaze your friends, but it was like digital That's magic a dick tricks. move of a game. But yeah, they threw Desert Bus in basically to be the most non-game possible. <laughs> you know, the most like just stupid, pointless game you could possibly imagine. And 
Ta-da! Congratulations, Ben and Tyler. Yeah, apparently there's there's like there there's like yearly get-togethers where people try to beat yeah. that game. It's um, I got it as part of like humble bundle. Like they released it on fucking Android. Oh, man. I, I played it for like ten minutes and I'm like, no. <laughs> no. At least you did it. Yeah. At least you tried. I tried, and I'm like, I'm done. This is the no, <laughs> no more. Walt got me this. Ooh, yeah, the Metal Mutants. Um, you got like all of the the Space Turtles and Fugitoid, Fugitoid, but they're all chrome. Yep. So they look sweet as shit. I, I bought them in the non-chrome form because I didn't think I was going to get this box set. I am impressed that you still have not taken them out. Well, the only reason I haven't opened the box is because I got it, and then the ne- next day I went out of town. And then I put it on in my shelf, and then I was like, it looks so good in the box. It does. But it's going to look good when I... It's going <laughs> to feel good to play with them. Yep. Because they're chromey. And shiny. I'm just going to... I'm going to have to do an action figure video for those. I have to. Like, yeah. You do the unboxing. At least, like, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Unboxing? Yeah, not unboxing, but... Uh, memori- not memorialized, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't word. Immortalize? Immortalize, yes. The uh, video? Yeah, the unboxing on video, so... Oh, fuck. Since they're Space Turtles, I do have a Xenomorph action figure. Yeah. There I'm you go. Go. Oh, there it is. Yep, there you go. I'm going to have to do the, something. The seed has been planted. Um, what else do you get for Christmas? Um, I don't know. I, uh... Oh, Rob got me the... Rob got me a cute Funko of Godzilla. Mm, nice. Which is nice because they finally put on a Funko of Godzilla. Um, I just got back in town recently, so I was out of town on Christmas, mm. so I didn't haven't ca- caught up with most everybody yet. Word, but I got a George Foreman, which yeah. is nice. I got a gift, some a lot of gift cards. Nice. Um, shit, I got uh, I got a shower thing, <laughs> like a rack to put your shampoo oh, on okay. in the shower, okay. which is nice. Shower organizer. Yeah, you have no idea how excited I was to put that together last night. Those are so convenient. Yep. Yeah. Um, what did I get? I got, um, like I said, Tokaido, which is the board game. Um, I got Forbidden Desert. Both of those were from Walt. Steven got me a badass Bray Wyatt t-shirt. Yes, I got the New Day t-shirt. Um, the, that awesome one where they're all three, like Kofi really Kingston, like Biggie, and I, Xavier Woods are all riding a unicorn. I don't know which how. Is apparently blind. Because it has sunglasses and a cane, but the unicorn also has a fishtail, and they're like on a rainbow or some shit. It's just the best fucking t-shirt ever. Like, even if you weren't a wrestling fan, that's a great shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom loved it. Like she saw me in it and was like, "That's a great shirt. What is it?" And I'm like, "It's it's, it's wrestling. a wrestling thing, man." It's like, is it? Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, like is it? "Whatever. That's just a cool shirt." And I'm like, "I know." I don't know how New Day went from being the worst stable in the world to being, to being the, the best. best stable. Like, it just flipped one day, where well, one day everyone hated New Day, and then the next day everyone loved New Day. Well, they tried, when they debuted, they tried to get them over his faces, mm-hmm. and they just, everyone, it was so heavily pushed, they played that fucking, like, promo for them for, like, it seems like six well, months. Well, like, the Black Gospel Church yeah, thing, where yeah, they were, where like, they clapping. Just, New Day is coming, but it seemed like that would just, was... New Day was coming for like uh, like half a year, it seemed like. And finally they debuted, and they were just like these super like happy, optimistic baby faces, and you're just like, ugh. And that went on for like four months. It was to the point where they started piping in cheering, yeah. you know, for them, like on SmackDown, where it was just absolutely not going anywhere. And then what happened was they were in a match, and then like, I think like, like either Xavier or Kofi was on the outside, and then they started, they just kind of like pulled a heel move. Yeah. And then they like it clicked for them like oh shit 
cheating makes winning easier. So from there on, they just started cheating more and more. And, and more so, they're just being ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, absolutely nuts. Like, it's, not saying... Th- their promos don't make sense. It's no, just, I mean... Everything's booty. They're going... They, they started they, saying booty for no reason. I know, and they just go on and blabble about, like, how they're magic, and uh, talking about they're so magic that they're unicorns, and they sell, like, light-up unicorn homes. Which I need to fucking buy, like, two of those. One for me and one for kiddo. And the trombone. Yep. And yeah, Xavier Woods starts coming out with a fucking playing a trombone. Where he'll, like, start, like, like he'll start playing it, like, wah, 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 whenever someone fucks up. And, it, like, he'll, he comes out and he starts playing the Final Fantasy fanfare. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you win everything. Best best stable ever. They're so good, dude. Um, Xavier Woods has a YouTube channel that's just him playing video games with wrestlers. It's like uh, Up, Up, Down, Down is the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, it's, but it's, like, to the point where they actually sell, like, WWE sells merchandise for it on their shop. It's become mm. apparently pretty big. I saw one where he was playing with Kofi, I think. And yeah. then just Seamus walks in or something like that. Mm-hmm. watching him for a minute. And then leaves. Yeah. It's, they're just playing I don't backstage. even remember if they were even showing the screen. I think it was just showing them. It was, I, I remember watching uh, him, uh, Xavier Woods, and, and um, uh, Rusev playing Mad Max together. And just, like, Rusev talking, like, without the accent at all. You know, and he does have the accent, but, like, it's he's been here long yeah. enough that it's just gone. So it was the weirdest fucking thing seeing Rusev just sitting there talking normally, playing Mad Max and talking about how much he loves cars. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? It's great. It's a really cool, like, just kind of behind-the-scenes look at, at the wrestlers. Speaking of cars, is, does it make me weird that I didn't give a fuck about cars as a kid? Or trains? Or airplanes? I don't, I mean... I know. Ninety nine percent of bo- of 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 children yeah. boys. Kiddo loves love cars, cars, trains, yeah. and airplanes, and that kind of shit. Yeah. Why do I not give a shit? Were you not like? Was it not? Did you get toys of them when you were a kid? Yeah. Hmm. I had a train set. I had Hot Wheels. Hmm. But I was like, I would take a Hot Wheel and I'd play with it a little bit, and I'm like, well, what am I doing? See, Kiddo is way more into like cars and shit than I am. I don't get it, man. Like, yeah. I you can't play with a toy car. There's no story. Yeah, I mean, you can just race them around and shit. I yeah, like but trans- who's driving? See, Why I like Transformers racing? because they turned into fucking robots. Yeah, that was great, because yeah. then you had a car, mm-hmm. but there was a reason for you to play with that toy car. Yeah. Other than just to be like, riding around your bed, and then be like, alright, I'm done with that shit. I mean, if you're lucky, There's maybe... A struggle. Maybe you had one of those play mats that had the road on it, or maybe if you're really lucky, you'd have one of those, like, automat garage things where you could, like, put it, bring it up in the elevator, and then... Roll it down the ramp and shit like that. Like I had, remember micro machines? I I love. I had micro machines. I, I liked super, them because they were little. I had Super Van City. Yeah, which was the big van that would open up into a city, and I would play with that sometimes. But I would always play it for like five minutes, and then be like, "What am I doing? Nobody can get out of the car. There's yeah. no people. There's no. I'm just a car. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm a fucking blue car. I'm gonna go to the car wash. And I'm Woo! gonna go up the hill and I'm gonna go down. The, I'm done. Cars, motherfucker. I don't get it, man. I just don't fucking get it. And I got a train set and it went around in circles. Whoopty shit. I liked Micro Machines, but I think I liked them more because they were little. I liked the novelty that yeah, they, were like tiny, they were tiny, and there was a playset that I could hold in my hand. I liked that, and I liked connecting the playsets and stuff like that, but I didn't really give a shit about the fact they were cars. It was just that they were little. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just didn't know... There was no struggle, so I couldn't get into cars. Mm. There was no, like... You didn't have, like, an epic... Like, you didn't watch, like, Vanishing Point and try to recreate that as a kid? Well, even in Vanishing Point, dude got out of the car. That's true. <laughs> 
got out of the car and, car and wandered around and met people in the desert. Yeah, you can't do that when you're playing well, Hot Wheels to, cars. Uh, what was it, Cleveland Little on the radio? Yeah. Super Soul? Luckily, they solved that problem for children of this current generation mm. with the movie cars. They because are. now nobody has to get out of the car. Because they the are car the car. The car is the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. And now, if I had that when I was a kid... I still don't fucking get why dinosaurs existed in that world, but everything else is basically like a anthropomorphic version of a car. I haven't seen Like, even movies. the bugs are like tiny little bugs. I haven't seen those movies, but do dinosaurs exist? Well, because the, the oil company is called Dynaco. So, I mean, and it has a picture of a dinosaur on it. It's not like a fucking Truckosaurus or anything. It's an actual, like, Brontosaurus on it. Does that fit in with that weird Pixar, all the movies are connected into a post-apocalyptic People world have, thing? yes, yeah, people have okay. connected that as part of the, the whole... So Cars is before WALL-E, but after Toy Story. I think so. Because, well, yeah, in, in the theory, it's the toys eventually rise up, right? Because they're, yeah. they're tired of being slaves. Yeah. Which I don't remember exactly how it worked out, but yeah, someone has made a no really because because in, in Monsters Inc. that they're they're harnessing the the screams of children, but because to power their shit, yeah, which proves that that uh, that were the monsters in another dimension, yes, or they're like on, in like a fucking like uh, like hidden like city like uh, Kunlun or something. In fucking I think Marvel. so. Well, they, yes, they were in a separate world. Yeah. Whether that was in our dimension or not, it okay. was a separate world. But they harnessed the power of screams, but they realized that the power of laughter powered their shit much better than screams. But similarly, toys they needed to be played with by children to really function. Otherwise, there was no purpose. Yeah, they just they get weird and bitter like Lotso. Yeah. <laughs> Which eventually, eventually they would probably just stop functioning. Mm-hmm. And then something about, you know, okay, and then Wally F is post-apocalyptic. And that's why the pizza planet pretty much is in everything. Oh, because everyone left Earth, therefore leaving the, leaving the world to the cars. Yeah. Because the toys eventually evolved into a world where the toys took over, since all the humans oh. left, and then they became machines, which then became cars. Where did baby cars come from? Huh? Where did baby cars come from? So must like, a, how did, like, there must be a maker. I mean, like, be, yeah, something's making the cars because uh, I mean they have like romance and shit like that. But I assume that like they have baby cars somehow. But like, what do they do? Is it like in robots where they like send away for a kit and they build the car? It's probably a factory. I'm guessing. Like, Maybe yeah. I don't know. They never. That's kind of weird that. in like 1984ish or something like that, or Brave New Worldish. If you think about like how they're just manufacturing these baby cars mm-hmm. in a factory. I mean, do, do they like mess with it so you've got like the the dumber cars and then like the alpha cars? Yeah, I don't know. And are the cars technically immortal? Deep thought. Well, I mean, I assume eventually they kind of rust and and yeah. And if you're a car, you can replace you. You can keep a car running forever. I mean, they. But if you replace every part, it's like the broom. The question about the, the the broom: If you replace every part of a broom, like you replace the hand, you replace the bristles, and replace it, is it the same broom? No. So would it be the same car if you replaced? Every well, when the, part? when if the broom's sentient, uh, maybe. I don't know. What part of the car is the brain? Cars is really disturbing. The more you think about it, yeah. I I, I don't know. Christmas. What you? What else did you get? <laughs> uh, gift bunch of gift cards. Mm-hmm. Um. 
That's been it so f- no, uh my, my 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 friend Will got me this airport road APR mm-hmm. uh coffee mug, which that is great because I would drink a ridiculous mug. amount of coffee. And it's a huge fucking mug, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um But I don't know. I'm gonna get uh, catch up with everybody else around uh New Year's. Cool. And uh exchange some more gifts because I have a bunch of gifts in this box that I still have to wrap. Yep. I got a uh um a little plush slimer. Nice. From uh, Phil and Elica, um, which was great. I got some Doctor Strange socks. Um, I, I should have worn today. Oh, well. Um, I got uh, a Drunk Hunt flask. It's shaped like an NES cartridge. Nice. And you like it, it has like Drunk Hunt on it, and it's like little Duck Hunt. I've parody. seen those. Yeah. And yeah, you pop out the thing and you fill it up, which is, that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned the board games I got. I got money, so I bought myself... Um, some shit on Steam through the winter sale. I got like Fallout three and four um, with all the DLC. I got Skyrim. I need to get a new DLC. computer because I don't think my computer will run Fallout. My computer will not run Fallout yeah. four or Arkham Knight or any of the new. I didn't next generation of video games. I didn't get Fallout four. I got Fallout three and New Vegas. Oh, okay. I didn't get Fallout four yet. Um, I got Mad Max for myself though because that was twenty bucks and that's pretty cool. Nice. I've liked what I played of that so far. You see. PC, yeah. Um, it runs really well on my system. Um, I'm, I'm running it at max settings, so it looks pretty. But it reminds me uh, of Red Dead Redemption really? um, more than anything else. And it's an open-world game. It's by the the people who did uh, Just Cause. Yeah. Um, I want to say Avalanche Studios, but I'm not sure about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're just... Essentially, it's open-world. You're wandering through the desert. You meet up with this crazed-ass uh, hunchback who thinks, like, that you're the Messiah or something like that. He's been granted this, like, divine vision of, like, the ultimate car mm-hmm. that he calls the Magna, uh, uh, Magnum Opus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he runs into you, and you're, like, the, the driver uh, that was shown to him in his visions. So he hangs, up, he hangs out with you, and he, like, shoots your harpoon gun for him. And if you stop, he'll repair your car for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you just essentially are wandering around these wastelands, like, interacting with, like, different things and, like, scavenging for parts which you can use to upgrade your car and get, like, more armor, spikes, better engine, like, nitro boost, harpoon guns, shit like that, and just wrecking the shit out of people. Nice. It's it's fun. I like it a lot. I was thinking about the Mad Max movies, and mm-hmm. it's, like, it's all about post-apocalypse, well, not the first one. But uh, there, there, it's all about post-apocalyptic gasoline, and we need gasoline and survive, and fucking everybody's bondaged out, and everything's yeah. the desert, and shit like that. There's a big change between Mad Max 2 and Mad Max 3. Oh, no, between Mad Max and Road Warrior. Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah, like, yeah. But, like, yeah, there's a huge change there, but then in watching yeah, Mad Thunder Max Dome 2... Yeah, even fucking even, weirder. Yeah, it goes from, like, yeah, they're kind of in the desert, to <laughs> everything is sand. Yeah. And then in part 4... There is nothing but sand. Yeah, well, it is Ma- like it's fucking. They're in Egypt. Mad Max is like taking place like right as society is breaking down. Yeah, uh, and then like Road Warrior, I guess is supposed to be like ten years later or something after just ev- like all semblance of society has just vanished and everyone's like in little like fucking like uh, little compounds yeah. and shit uh, hidden across the desert. And then part three is like. Fucking worse than Tina that. Turner, man. Yeah. Tina Turner is great. And then part four is holy shit, dude. Fury holy Road is so, is so good. good. But um, I'm they're I, still making. Someone's processing gasoline mm-hmm. in in the, these movies. Well, I mean, Road Warrior. Um, the uh, yeah, the like place that they were defending was a refinery. 
Yeah. And that's why Lord Humongous and his army was trying to, like, take it. But, I mean, in part four, someone's still doing that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I guess that's what Gastown is. Yeah, they have Gastown and Bullet Town and the shit Bullet like Park. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, every... They have, like, all these little, like, kind of, like, um, fucking fiefdoms and shit where, uh... How did it get so desert? Um, well, it's in Australia, and I think, like, it was a combination of global warming and the energy crisis and shit like that, and probably nukes, I think, also had to, uh, something to do with it. They never specifically said anything. They, they're, there's they, radiation They're already and vague about it. They, they're, they've yeah. always been vague about it, and that's kind of the point. You're not supposed to know exactly how shit happened, because that's part of the mystery. And it doesn't really matter to the story in any, in any case. No, it really, really yeah. doesn't. I hope they make another one. Oh, I'm pretty sure they, they're planning on making a couple more. Um, uh, Fury Road did really well. Fury Road is so fucking good. It's so good. Oh, and, and neither of us got it for Christmas. I know. We were bitching about that. I was I didn't buy it for myself because I was hoping someone was going to get it for me. And I did drop a couple fucking hints. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, my, my big one was, I couldn't get it on Black Friday. It yep. was all sold out. Yep. <laughs> and no one got it for me. Yep. Oh, oh well. Damn it. I've got a birthday coming up, guys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. Four days. Yep. I've got mine is exactly. Uh, Wait, in one day, actually now. Yeah, My Rob's is, is technically tomorrow. Rob's is the thirtieth. Thirtieth. Yeah, Rob's is at the end of the month. You're at. I don't the, think he has it either. Yeah. Well, I'll we, take it digitally. I don't care. <laughs> I almost bought it for myself on Voodoo, but I wanted to get it on Blu-ray because I want to watch it in black and white. Oh, you need it. Uh, yeah, they have a, a black and white cut on the uh, the special edition Blu-ray. Why? Um, because apparently it's more artsy and shit, like The Mist. Ugh. I don't know. Apparently it's like really good. It works really well in black and white. I mean, I watched like the Walking Dead pilot in black and white, and I was like, eh, mm. whatever, man. I don't care. Uh, eyes are meant to be in color nowadays. <laughs> though I, though I don't know. I don't. Sometimes I don't like art. <laughs> yeah, fuck art. Sometimes it's shit. <laughs> sometimes it's just like I don't like. Sometimes I don't like it when something's trying to be artsy for the sake of being artsy. Yeah, yeah. I can. Okay, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. when That's it gets pretentious like. and shit. Yeah, which I don't know if showing Mad Max in black and white is is necessarily pretentious, but it sounds pretty fucking pretentious. Mm, fair enough for a movie that. that's. Like an adrenaline, but I do. Ride I do want. That's a movie that I enjoyed so much that I do want it physically. And mm. in a lot of movies, I'm totally fine with getting it. I, I spent twenty five bucks. I bought all four of the or all three of the uh, extended versions of the Hobbit movies tonight. Okay. It was twenty five bucks on Vudu, like one day only. And I'm like, man, I don't like those. But twenty five bucks. That's how much it would cost for one Blu-ray. And kiddo loves them. Mm-hmm. So eh, why the fuck not? I'll watch. I'll I'll hate watch them. <laughs> I was like, debating. Uh, I've got, I've got like ten hours. I need to kill. Let's watch the fucking Hobbit trilogy. I still haven't seen small, the third one, Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, it's it's probably my favorite out of all of them because it's the shortest. I'm debating cutting, like taking the book mm-hmm. and then just cutting it together, all three movies together, only following the book. Yeah, so you leave out all the fucking bullshit. But I'm pretty sure someone might have done that already. Probably someone's done that already. Maybe I, I should look into that. Uh, maybe uh, Topher Grace did it like he did with the uh, the prequels, where he cut all of them into one movie, and I apparently did. it's really good. Really? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta like look on torrent sites to see if that Topher, Topher Grace, Grace did that. Yeah, he just did it like as a like a why the fuck not? He did it, and apparently like yeah, people have talked about it in Hollywood how like they've seen his cut, and it's like actually much what he better. cut shit out of it. He cut out like pretty much all the Jar Jar shit, you know, and stuff like that. He just cut it all into one, all three movies into one movie. And it apparently plays way better. Hmm. So I, uh, they, Disney should contact him and just like when they re-release Star Wars inevitably, 
they should just say, hey, you know. The special edition, Topher Grace edition, and release that theatrically. The the Topher Grace cut. I'm surprised they haven't milked that more. Like, released all the... I'm surprised they haven't done, like, the original release on Blu-ray. They actually... uh, Their rumors have been that Disney is going to eventually release, like, the unspecial editions on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Um, And apparently those versions... There are, like, the remastered versions of that. But I want half of the shit in the special. I, see, I like. I think the stuff that they changed in Cloud City, mm-hmm. where they like just instead of everything being white, they opened it up and you could see outside. I think little that things was like that are like the ships lo- looking cooler. Yeah. And I don't even mind the ring around the Death Star exploding. Like little things that's like fine. that, visual yeah. stuff like that's cool. But then some of the visual shit of like, you know, like a- okay, adding adding um, banthas in the back of in in, in a. Yeah. Like okay. do-backs and shit like that. There's yeah, like do backs everywhere in the special edition. I mean, some of those are cool, but then sometimes you're seeing Womp Rats running around chasing a thing and that yeah. thing with the droid hitting the other droid. Like, what is that? What is that? Oh, man. I, I rewatched... Well, making things look prettier is cool. Um, because Star Wars infected me, and even though I like, I know last time I, I like kind of like said how I wasn't like super you know jazzed about it. I did go and watch it again. We went the day after Christmas uh, with kiddo and his mom and my folks. I took them for Christmas, and I really I, I, I still really liked it. Kiddo loved it. He was super stoked about it. Still hadn't been spoiled for me. Yep, good, good. Um, and again, you said you're you're going to try to go sometime this week. Let me know. Um, mm-hmm. I'll uh, if if you go to probably like, sometime after my birthday, probably next okay. week. Um, I won't have a day off or something like that. If you go to like a ten thirty show or something like that, I'll go with you. Um, but if or if it's on a, a day where uh, uh, like a Friday where I'm off or a Saturday, I'll be glad to go along. So you don't have to be the sad person going to the movies alone. I've never been to the. Mo- she doesn't like Star Wars. She doesn't care about yeah. Star Wars. I uh, I haven't seen a movie alone ever. Really? Yeah, I've never gone to the theater by myself. I did, uh, like, the the day Star Wars opened, I went by myself to see a 3D show, because I had nothing to do. Was it weird? Seeing yeah, a movie by yourself? I've done it before. It's, not, it's nothing. I've never done that before. I don't do it often, but if there's a movie I really want to see, and I just can't get together with other people, I'll, you know, suck it up and I'll go. It takes a lot to get me to go to the theater nowadays, though. It's, I mean, we're so spoiled by everything. We have, like, fucking big screen TVs and surround sound systems, and why the fuck do you want to pay 10 bucks to see a movie and then 20 bucks to get fucking popcorn? I mean, honestly, well, and that, and if it's if it's not a Marvel movie or a movie about Ninja Turtles, I generally can wait yeah. until Torrance or, you know, Blu-ray. Yeah. So, that and, that and it's, it's very bad to do. Don't do it. But they've been really good about getting a lot of new movies on Torrance sites. Yeah. Like, I just downloaded... Don't do it, but I just downloaded Creed. Careful with that shit, because some people are starting to sue and stuff like that, so... I didn't download Creed. Mm-hmm. I d- I w- I'm, I'm gonna Well, go they'll with- know if you did or didn't, if they were paying attention. Oh, well. Yeah, like, the people who, like, torrented the Hurt Locker, apparently a lot of them got, like, hit with, like... Cease and desist? Yeah, well, not even cease and desist. They got sued. Really? Yeah, they... Uh, anyone who distributed it, they tried to sue them for, like couple hundred bucks or something like that a piece and or like you can settle or we'll sue you for thousands and shit huh. yeah it's messed up but I mean it, fair enough it's their copyright thing I can understand I mean you can't really argue that in court and be like yeah. I have no rights to download a, a new a movie yeah doesn't mean I'm necessarily either of us are really gonna stop yeah, they're, they're, downloading they're, things yeah oh I mean yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely not downloading Ash vs. Evil Dead um, I'm definitely not downloading Lucha episodes Underground. of Doctor Who God, man, I wish that, like, fucking the first season of Lucha Underground would, like, show up on, a on like, Hulu or Netflix or something, man. Mm-hmm. Because I want to catch up, and we have El Rey now. I'm stoked because I'm going to start DVRing Lucha Underground, but I want to be able to catch up, and I don't want to have to go through 
fucking endless daily motion links to try to find the right goddamn episode. So <laughs> that's yeah. all daily motion is is pirated content. Pretty much, yeah. But you have to try to find it. Yeah. And and, and, and then it never it keeps consistent. getting taken down. Yeah, and, and they date things differently and it's like, oh fuck, this asshole uploaded it with like European dating, so the month and the day are switched or whatever. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, shit's getting shit on the on the streaming front's getting bad though, because I I don't didn't want to have cable. Mm-hmm. Now I have cable. Yes, but I don't have enough cable. Yeah, so I to get all the channels I want, I have to pay a lot more to get ah. more cable. So, but if I didn't do that, I would just like a like I did before. I would have streaming. Yeah, which I had Netflix. Yep, and Hulu mm-hmm. and WWE Network. And then I'm going to probably eventually want to add, like, Showtime or HBO on there. And then I'm going to add Shudder once that picks up the all-horror movie. Yeah. And then I'm going to add the next one, and then the next one. And then eventually I'm paying $100 in streaming services. Why not just have cable? Yeah. Just, but even if you have cable, you're still not getting all the shit that you get with streaming. And plus, you don't get most of that shit on demand, you know. If you want to catch up with a series, then, you know, unless it happens to be one of the ones they have on on demand, you know, you're shit out of luck. That's why I like shit like Netflix, is I can go back and I can watch an entire series from the beginning. I still need to watch all of them. Later, yeah. I mean, after a while. But, like, I can't watch Impractical Jokers Mm -hmm. on any streaming service. But I have cable, so I can watch it. But I can't watch my other shit that I want to watch on Netflix on cable because it's not fucking there. Yep. Uh, I hate it, man. Then I hate TV because now that I have cable, I'm watching shows that come on. Like, I'm not watching shows as they air instead of, you know, batch watching them whenever they hit Netflix. And I hate mid-season finales. Mm -hmm. It's why. It's all shot. They shot it all. It's done. Well, show often, it. it's sometimes it's because the show takes a break. Like uh, Don't Flash break. is on break, Agents of Shield is on break. But everything right takes now. a break at the same time. Yeah, it's really obnoxious. But that's when they have mid-season replacements. Like Asia Carter is going to be starting soon. Yeah, but right there's, there's nothing right now. Like it's all reality television now. I know there has been nothing recording on my DVR except Shark Tank. It would be for nice. the last month and a half. It would be nice if you could just fucking like you know cancel your cable for three months, you know, during, like, these dead fucking times mm. in the beginning of the year where nothing's actually airing. But, uh, you can't really do that unless, unless you're off contract and that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, do they just expect people to watch, you know, like, daytime programming? Apparently. Or Raw? Well, <laughs> I mean, I watch That's the Raw only show that DVRs weekly, but yeah. um, even then I can't bring myself to watch it. It's, it's not, it's getting better. Vince is back. Um, and he's trying to put over Roman as the new anti-authority figure, i.e. Stone Cold. He needs more care. He needs more personality for that to happen. He's not as bad as everyone makes him out to be, but yeah, he's he's not great on the mic. But I think a lot of that is the shit that the writers are putting into his mouth. Um, I think that if he was just allowed a little more freedom to be himself, and that's what happened with the New Day. Mm-hmm. Is the New Day they were forced to be these like obnoxious babyface dudes, and then they finally convinced them, like, let us try it our way for a little bit. And now Kofi Kingston is kind of a name. I care about Kofi Kingston, finally. Hooray, you know? This is the most I've cared about Kofi Kingston in, what, the ten years he's been on there? Mm -hmm. Shit, man, it's great. Big E, too. Big E was cool as shit, but, you know, after he left NXT, what did he do for a while? He hung out with CM Punk for a while. Yeah. And then rarely talked, but when he talked, it was funny, but they never made him talk. Yeah. That sucked. And, like, this is, like, the only goddamn time Xavier Woods has been over, as far as I can remember. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's worked out great for them just because they're fucking fantastic. And I, I feel bad because Team Bad, which is uh, Naomi, um, uh, Tamina, and uh, Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. they're, like, uh, essentially kind of trying to be New Day, mm-hmm. where they come out and they be goofy and shit like that, but it doesn't feel natural. It feels like they're the writers are saying, you guys be the chick version of New Day. Uh, and it's not quite working. But it's it when they show like the backstage sh- uh, shit where they're like taking vines and like Twitter videos of like them and like New Day hanging out and being like just goofy as fuck. We're riding around on golf carts just screaming booty for no reason. Yeah, it's hilarious. But then when they try to do it on TV, it's they're forcing it with Team Bad, and it's not working the way it's working with New Day. And maybe it will work eventually, but it's just it feels like they're trying. To recreate New Day too hard. Yeah. You know? But NXT, dude, NXT's where it's at. Yeah, I really like watching NXT. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all the wrestling I watch nowadays. Yeah, it's it's good shit. Um, that, uh, uh Sammy uh, Zane finally came back this past week. Yay! Hooray! I like that guy. Don't fuck up and get injured yourself again, man. Was he on Raw? Uh, he showed up on Raw, um, as like a surprise US Open challenge when Cena was doing that still. Uh-huh. And, um, so he's back on NXT. Yeah, he wrestled John Cena, and he came out and like while he was basically like walking up to the steps and like kind of pumping his arms up in the air, he like fucking threw something in his shoulder, and he went and he finished the match with Cena. Like he was hurt before it even started, but that led to him being out for uh, until now. This was like six months. Yeah, something like that, dude. So many people are injured right now in WWE. Um, I was telling you earlier, like, uh, Randy Orton's out, um, Cesaro's out. Cena's out. Uh, no, well, Cena's not injured. He took time off for a... Still, uh, he's out. Yeah. He came back this week. Oh, did he? Yeah, he came back. Um, and, uh, Christ, Kid is, like, his career might be... Tyson Kidd, his career might be over. Mm-hmm. I mean, he s- s- really hurt his neck. He he had a similar injury to, like, what Stone Cold had, where they had a, like... Or Edge. Yeah, right. like, that fuse his neck. Um, Daniel Bryan is probably not going to be in a WWE ring ever again. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, he's he's the dude's a concussion magnet, and it's really sad. But well, he wouldn't be if he changed his wrestling. I know, but it's it's he's fucking fucking stubborn as shit about that stuff. Well, he and, needs to stop it and just be a grappler instead yeah. of a of a whatever he is a technical high flyer. If he just like is, changes over to like some I sort mean, of yeah, a if, if he focused on his submission shit, I mean, he could be but he needs to quit doing the fucking suicide dives out of the ring, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and, and that's why WWE won't clear him and they they he said that they offered him a job as either like a trainer or like announcer or something like that, but he wants to wrestle and I I'm like, dude, Dude, if you're gonna wrestle, change your style and wrestle yeah, safe. Yeah, it, God it's, damn it, dude. Just think about your fucking health. You know, mm-hmm. I know you love wrestling, but goddamn, dude, you had the. I mean, WrestleMania 30 was like the best fucking WrestleMania moment he could ever hope for in his career. Mm-hmm. You know that, like going out on top. In fact, in doing it in front of a fucking kid who was dying of cancer, who was his biggest fan. And then, like, you know, coming up and hugging him, and, like, it, it, that was the greatest fucking moment you could have. You'll never top that. You'll never top that. Dude, just take it easy. You gave so much fucking enjoyment to so many people. It's okay. Do you see CM Punk is going to be in the new UFC game? <laughs> Before he's even going to show up in a fucking UFC, you know, match. It'll he's sell be copies the of the game. game. It'll sell copies of the game. And he's going to be a fucking... It's going to be a gimmick, you know? It's, he's not going to be, like, super legit. Yeah, the dude knows fucking, like, judo and whatever. But 
come on, man. It, it's he's gonna. He get, could surprise you, but I re- I agree. I, I mean, it. he's uh, he's kind of old to be. I don't. I'm not a big UFC guy. Yeah. At all. But gonna, he's kind of too old to actually start doing that. They're gonna put him up against the <laughs> scrub, you know, fighter, and it's it's gonna be a gimmick thing, you know. It's not, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. Um. But yeah, man. NXT is great. I love fucking NXT. I'm wearing my Vaudevillain shirt right now. Oh, you are wearing a yep. Vaudevillain t-shirt. One of my favorite t-shirts. <laughs> Where um can they find you online? They can find me at Mr. Mixyes Pitilic one two three. That's M R M X Y Z P T L K one two three. That's my Twitter handle. That's my Instagram. That's my Xbox Live. That's my Steam. That's my Nintendo Network. That's my PSN. Practically anywhere you want to find me, you can find me, Mr. Mixio's Pitalik123. Benjamin? I'm on Instagram at Mudkip5000. Yep. I'm on YouTube at youtube.com slash airport road. Yep, yep. All one word. Uh, I'm on this podcast, APR the Podcast, as well as Dispatches from the Weird, which are both available on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. Yep. That's about it, I think. Yeah, more or less. I don't really do much online gaming. Nah, I see. I yeah, I'm online. I always give out my Xbox and my my Steam and shit like that. And I I feel bad because uh, what is that? Uh, Spit zero one zero one one zero. Yeah, yeah. He sent me like a, a friend request on Steam. Is like, dude, we should play Left 4 Dead sometime. I'm like, hey, we I should. want to, but I don't have time. I don't. Have I like. I'm. I, I find myself the times I get to play games are for like. 20 minutes a day at like yeah. 2 in the morning. And I get home from work and I'm like, eh, maybe I'll play some shit on my 3DS. But I just, it's so hard. Like, I, if I play online, I want to play with people I know or people I like, you know, friends, not randoms. And I just, we never can coordinate our schedules to actually do that. We I mean, should I would play love to play with him and you, yeah. like, get us, all three of us we together. We should sometime. We should figure that out sometime. We'll have to figure that out. Like definitely when we Spit all have zero the, one one zero. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if he's on East Coast or West Coast time, so maybe that's actually East Coast. Like, so is he up after midnight though? I don't know. Let us know. Yeah. Spit zero one one zero on Instagram. What's his uh, Facebook things like? Hyper fan girl or something like that? I think so, yeah, yeah, it's something weird like that. Yeah. Let us know if you're awake and what <coughs> times you're uh, able to play Left 4 Dead two. And by the way, thank you very much for that drawing you did of uh, uh, oh, Rudolfo. Uh, laser blasting the Krampus after uh, the Dispatches episode. Spoilers, by the way. Um, that was fucking rad. I yeah, loved it. I showed Thank that you. to Richie. It made me very happy. Mm-hmm. I love fan art. I love having fans. I have some of his fan art hanging up here. Oh, nice. You yeah, know, you uh, do. Some uh, Leonardo up there. Hell yeah. And I oh. gave Richie the picture of uh, of me peeing on a <laughs> hook, hooker's feet. Trixie. Yeah. Trixie's feet. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and I see you have the, uh, the Ninja Trolls that Con- Connor colored for you, which was adorable. Mm-hmm. Aw. Yep. Uh, I have to load you up with a couple turtles to give to Connor. <laughs> nice. Uh, ben, you haven't done it in a while. Uh, this one's for you, Morph. I said that like Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> 93, man. He's 93. That fucker is still alive. <laughs>